We are here to bring you a Q&A from the grinder to you guys. <laughs> it works for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, man. I'm trying to figure out this intro game. Um, we're, we're a little off our game. We're working on a new audio setup, um, so hopefully you can hear us a little better and uh, working out all those kinks, so we bring a more quality of a podcast in the audio side of it. And it is a process, and so I hope you guys... Props to you, man. I mean, you, you figured out a ton of this stuff that I have no clue about it, and that's not like old man talk, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you figured all this stuff out. Google hey, is an amazing thing. Remember what our last podcast was about, kind of just Googling shit? Yeah. I'm Googling shit. Gotcha. I'm figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, to jumpstart the podcast, I want to just give you some warm-up questions, throw you a little, you know, slow balls, and see what happens. What do you think? You, you're talking about at me? Bring oh, it, man. I'm, that's... Are you kidding? I did three in a row. I swear, I've checked it twice. I checked it twice before we started. God. All right, man. Do you mind if I take that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so look here. James, what was your first job? So, summer of when I was 14, uh, I had neighbors that owned a trash company, like Ralph Trash Pickup. And uh, for some reason, I don't know if my parents really didn't understand what I was going to be doing. So I was like, hey, you know, Bill and Chris on a trash company. I'm going to go make some side cash with them two days a week. Uh, literally, first week, 14 years old, dude, they had me hanging off the back <laughs> of their trash truck, like driving through neighborhoods in Cobb County. Um, I hated it. I mean, I, like props to people who do that for a living. That was horrible. Man. Everything was hand-dumped, too, man. I love it. Like, it was, I could only imagine 14-year-old James. Yeah. You know, starting out. Probably like, weighed a buck 20 if I was lucky. You at know? 14, do you weigh a buck 20? Probably not. I'm at, just guessing. At 14? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, a thin guy. So, the chances of me probably being a buck 20, I might have been a buck 15. Who knows? I don't know, but I was a small guy out there, like, grabbing the big rolling trash cans and dumping them. Hey, man, I, I was getting paid cash, you know, so um, it was definitely an experience. Hey, man, you got to start somewhere, and you got to learn things. And then what better way to learn from other than experience? You know, it's not like it was just a love of money. I just always took pride in the fact that if I was willing to work, I could make money. Yeah, I love money. Yeah, you know, at 14, I mean, I had a grass-cutting business when I was, like, 13. It was small. Like, you know, mm-hmm. basically the neighbors that I could push my push lawnmower to and carry the weed eater to. But I uh, made a little side cash doing that. And, um, yeah, then then started working in the garbage truck business. Making the big bucks. Uh-huh. I was a garbage kid. I was not a garbage <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? The garbage kid 101. Yeah. Um, what about you? Oh, Wow. I was not expecting the back and forth. I mean, hey, man, this is um, we are co-hosts here. I don't like the word co-host, to be honest with you. I like hosts. Hostesses? Yeah, we're hostesses. Okay. Um, All right, we'll work on that. Yeah. Anyways, so first job. Um, 
Damn, son. First job. I do know. I was a busboy at Rico's Fine Dining. Oh, Rico's. Yep. Delicious tacos. Yeah. Oh, I ate so much Mexican food, I can barely, barely eat Mexican food now. Really? Mm-hmm. The only awesome. reason I go is for the marks. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so that, that was definitely, I'm pretty sure that was my first official job, like, mm-hmm. in the working class. Um, I did a lot of, I mean, when I was, like, in third grade, I was selling my mom's sweet tea to kids, and I brought in probably, like, $800 that year. Off sweet tea? <laughs> Off a of sweet tea. I like it. And zero overhead, so it was it was a real <laughs> win. Um, Your mom's like, well, how are we out of a gallon of tea again? I'm telling like you, bro. <laughs> I used to take it in like the the can, like the soup can, t- the soup containers. Yeah. And I used to fill those up, and then bring like three or four of them in my backpack and sell them like shot glasses for a dollar. Wow. Yeah, dude. Freaking. That's awesome. Just murdering the game. Did you ever work in uh, food services again after that job? Um, I worked a few summers mm-hmm. with Rico's because. I knew I could do it and I could make mm-hmm. some money. And then as far as food service, that was about it. Um, and then I got into sales. I, mean, gotcha. I went straight into sales. I was working at Polo Ralph Lauren. Mm. And then as like a kid, you know, I think I turned. So you're working in the boy section? Basically. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, but I was the top salesman on the floor. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I could have done well. And I give props to anybody who's like, you know, uh, working a side job or putting or still in school and working part time, and you like sales, uh, working as a server. Mm-hmm. I, I think I totally missed it not working as a server in high school. I worked in retail at Garden Ridge. Yeah. All right, and no matter how hard I worked, I made the same amount as everybody else. People who did nothing. Um, I should have been working in. As a server, I feel like I would. It would have taught me so much more about sales. I mean, you literally get to interact with different people constantly. You can try different things on them. You know, I, I think I would have done really well on that. I think you would have. I, I think. It, I think I made a lot more money at that age than I did. You know, I, when I started Garden Ridge, I made six twenty-five an hour. Broke ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I'm done with that question. We're gonna move on to number two. I thought you were actually truly interested in, in my nope, response. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've lost it after you said yeah, $6. Okay. <laughs> if you could learn one skill instantly, what would it be? I mean, I, I would just always like to be um, a better leader. I, I always want to be a better leader. Okay. What was the first thing you bought with your own money? Looking back, somehow I saved up some. I don't even know how I saved it up, but I bought a uh, the neighbor had an old piece of crap golf uh, go kart, <laughs> like it was beat, like like they made it in their shop. It was a piece of junk, would barely run, and uh, I thought it was the coolest thing. They were selling it for like a hundred and ten dollars, and somehow I, I worked up the money and got it. I love it. I think it was through cutting that cutting grass. I think that's why I started. I was like, oh, I'm going to cut some neighbor's grass, and I started doing that and had a little grass business and. Made a few bucks. I bought that go-kart. That's the money mindset right there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Go get a James as a kid. Best advice. Man, that's deep. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't I don't know if I have an answer for that. I will tell you one that sticks out immediately in my mind was, boy, you don't need everybody's money. Like, there's just some people you don't need to do business with. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be a great client. That is true. You, you know. That is that true. That one's always stuck with me. We did get a couple of Facebook questions in, and so tying into those, I want I know that you have what one written down, right? Mm, I got a I got uh, I got a couple here. You had a couple here. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So let's go with those. Um. I'm going to start you off with this. Let's we'll see what you got. Oh, you're going to give it to me. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I, I think we should both answer it. We have different perspectives. Yeah, I guess that's we why are, we are both a host here. here. Yeah. All right, Hosts. so <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into it. How do I find a mentor? Ooh, that's a good one, man. I will say this. One, it's to find, A, the top person at the top of the list. Someone that you mesh with that is at the top of the list is always going to be a good one. Um, look for someone that you want to be. You know, if, if they're doing the things that you want to do, if they're being with the people that you want to be with, like as far as like a social class, reach out to those people. A lot of people that are at the top are totally willing to give you their time as long as you are willing to absorb and actually put in the time to um, implement what they're telling you. And I think when, when you have a leader, you know, that, that's bigger than you, uh, the best thing you can do is, is absorb and be a, be a sponge. And so I think finding a mentor, it's really going to come down to, you know, finding someone that, that you want to be. And there's going up to that person and saying, hey, I want to be being humble enough to say, hey, I want to learn from you. And so I think that would be the number one step. What about you? I think all your answers are very straightforward. I agree with everything you said. I think the I'm going to kind of hit the second half of mm-hmm. it is um, first off, you know, you need to try to provide value back to the mentor as well. There's things you can do. So I have mentors in the insurance industry. When I see something trending or think I find something of value that they may not know of yet, I bring it to their attention. I like that. You know, I, I want to, hey, here, here's something I found. Let me tell you about it. And then maybe that starts a conversation where I've already got my ma- mind made up on my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, they're learning the information from me. But then their differences and experience show me what conclusion they're going to come to. Man, it's usually like completely different and really opens up my mindset to things. So um, that's when I did some of my best learning is when I'm trying to take something to them. Like, hey, did you know about this going on right now? Um, the other thing I'll say about a mentor is uh, do not hesitate to share your ambition, um, but but know your real ambition. Yeah. You know, if it took them twenty years to build something you admire, and you don't really have a plan to build it in five, don't go in there talking like you're just going to do it in five, like you're a cocky little bastard. Yeah, that's not a way wow. to keep a mentor. That's true. Um, And then, you know, the last thing I'll bring up is I think a lot of people, if you said, hey, if you want somebody to be your mentor, they can immediately tell you two or three names that they think they would want to be their mentor. I think the thought is is how to approach them. Mm -hmm. Number one, do your research on them. If they're involved in something local and they're a local, you know, someone in your community, which is a great place to start with a mentor, someone in your own community, um, you know, if they're involved in the chamber, 
maybe you should get involved in the chamber so they can see you and see a little input. It's not immediate. It takes some time investment, but it's definitely worth it. It is an investment. Um, And then uh, with that, you know, if it, when it comes down to it, just make the ask. Yeah. But don't, don't, if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I want you to mentor me. That would probably set me back a little bit. Um, I would much rather start with, hey, I'd, I'd love to go to lunch with you sometime. Will you let me buy you lunch and sit down? I just want to ask you questions. Or can I call you and set a phone appointment or to come by your office or whatever to talk with you a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. You know, I, I'm not just going to spend my time um, with somebody I don't like. I mean, that's yeah. just the truth. You know, and so I, I agree with that. Um, one of the biggest things that I found me personally trying to find a mentor um, I've looked at you know of course you uh, when I first when I first got into the business I, you know you and I have had a couple conversations I was like look man I have no idea what the hell I'm doing uh, I'm always the youngest person in the group and so I want to make sure that I'm able to impact people like you are and so I just came up to you and I was like look can we go to lunch let's go do something just like you said um, I've done it with David you know, uh, David Howard and, you know, a couple of number of the folks that I really kind of want to model my life around and how they, how people interact with other people is a big thing for me. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things I've picked up on. And that's it. So like giving back to that, by no means do I think I'm a mentor to you, you know, I mean, I, man, you, you, you hustle hard and you're doing great things. I, um, but I've been more open to discuss things more deeper or invest time in things that you're interested in um, or need answers on because I see your work ethic. Yeah. You know, now I've been around you long enough, I know your work ethic. And, you know, I know you're not just um, just passing through, so to speak. You yeah. know, I'm not going to waste my time with people like that. And, I, and if somebody thought that of me, I'm sure they wouldn't waste their time with me. Right. So be aggressive with it. But not overly aggressive the way you're annoying. Yeah. Oh, be I mean, annoying. You, you, you got to earn it, yeah. you know? But it starts with you making an introduction and then maybe working towards an appointment and then working your time towards getting a true mentorship. Let that actually naturally develop. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. There was, um, there was one that kind of fell out that I really liked. And who was that from? Uh, he actually commented on a on a post. Are you talking about uh, our, our next question? That's uh, yeah. uh, Pat had a great question. He said, um, "When should I start thinking about expansion?" Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you're a little bit further than I am, but I will say this: I'm I'm in the position now to where I'm getting caught up with all the clogs throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. And so I found that if I want to If I want to grow, you have to start growing before you get to the point where it's like like this. Easiest way to explain it is if you have a grocery store, right, and you have, you know, three people at the counter and then it's you, okay, well, it it may just be you owning the grocery store. We'll start with that. And then so you're you're the finance guy. You are the what? the grocery packer, you are the cashier, you are the grocery boy stalker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're everything. And so at some point, you're going to have too many customers, too many things coming through 
that you're going to have to start delegation and passing out things to other people. And then so you have to learn. And, you know, I'm learning that process now. I brought on an ISA originally, and I was giving up the wrong task, right? And that's cost me some cash. And now so it's... But that's been a good lesson, though, right? It, it, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that she came in as an ISA. She was doing good. She started falling off, and then I realized she's not assertive. That's not her position. She is good at communication. She's good at warm interactions. She's not good with cold interactions. She's an assistant. She's not an ISA. And so now I'm having to retrain her because of my faults, not hers. Um, and so that's where I'm at with that. And I think once you start, at some point you have to start expanding to grow. Uh, that's the only way to grow. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I think those are good thoughts. Um, a couple things I will say on, you know, when should I expand? When should, when should I add the next thing? Look, I mean, I, I think you've probably been doing that since day one. We all have, right? We're looking to grow. Um, the you got to be careful, though. In my mind, you have to be careful because I've done it before. Things get really good. At the size I'm at, cash flow starts getting great. And I'm nowhere as large as I set my eventual goals at, but the cash flow for that certain time period is really good. In a couple of months, I don't have to sweat it as much. I don't have to worry. Um, things start getting easier, right? Things are going smooth. It's a good season. The Interesting enough, I don't know if it's just the way I'm wired or if you would agree with this, you start getting a little almost bored. Mm-hmm. You get complacent. But, you know, complacent, though, you can be content and be complacent. You start getting bored. Then you start examining, well, like, what, what do I need to do? So maybe you start reinvigorating yourself. My thought is on that, the, the only thing you got you need to be careful about is w- what's the point of it? Are you just feeling a little bored and you need to shake things up? Maybe that will get you where you want, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a really solid plan behind it and also look at where the growth is going to take you. You know, if that's at opening another storefront, if that's doubling the size of your current location, adding more employees, like what is the goal with that? How are you going to sustain it? Have all the back end built out. Now, if you're just at capacity mm-hmm. and you're going, oh, my God, I mean, should I should I expand or not? Well, if you're at capacity and you're staying at capacity, do you want to get bigger? Do you want to get more selective on the clients that you work with? You know? I mean, that's something I've examined. Do I want to double the amount of clients I write in a year? Or would I like to just double the, the, the actual premium I'm bringing in per client? I'd like to double the premium I'm bringing in per client. If I'm working with a certain clientele that, that, mm-hmm. that their insurance cost is just higher, you know? Um, you know, commercial insurance, for example. You know, so... Examine that and how it helps you achieve what you really want to accomplish. I think sometimes we have to be careful in business of just like the continual growth, the expansion. But is that really what you want? You know, do you want to continue to invest in it or is it at the right size where you can make the model give you the income desires that you you want to achieve? You know, if you're at 
20 employees, do you really want to continue on to be at 100 employees at a certain level? Or are you content with that? Are you happy with that? And you just need to work on the model, just honing things in, you know? So ex examine it, examine that. Um, and then, like I said, whatever it is, just have a solid plan for it. And if it is at the capacity one, like you're just at capacity, then in the in the cash is flowing, all right. You you got a, a lot of room in the budget. You need to be just stacking the hell out of that for that expansion mm -hmm. and be prepping yourself. So take all that, set it to the side, don't touch it. Storage. Do it like it was when it was running lean, okay? And see where that's putting you at. Does that make you happy? Do you feel comfortable? Well, then do you really want to expand? You know. So, but I think from day one, dollar one, customer one, you are working on expansion. Yeah, if if your plan is to grow, then yeah. Uh, and I'm having the issue now because I'm having to go back lean, uh, only for the fact of I don't know. Training costs money, man. You know, getting someone. I'm having to not only take over the position that she was doing prior. Mm -hmm. I'm having to do that. I'm having to still maintain what I was doing, mm -hmm. and train her on the things that I need taken care of. I'll tell you right now, I'm going back lean. Look, man, I, I think that's, I think for most businesses out there, that is a natural progression. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like breathing, right? So, it, it's, you know, it's exhaling and things slimming down and then you breathe and hopefully it's getting a little bit bigger. And, yeah. and it's a natural progression of it. I've seen it in my business through time. Um, my goal is... I'm starting to realize it's like, okay, you can't just maybe make those go away. My thing is, though, to make the iteration shorter. Right. Um, on the the lean and then expansion. And, um, you know, the, and just re remembering that it's part of the process. So, you know, uh, I heard somebody use the analogy one time. If, if you didn't understand the seasons, summer, you know, um, fall, winter, spring, if you didn't understand the seasons and you walked out and there was in the middle of the winter there was a tree there with no leaves on it, you would think it was dead. It's not dead. It's just winter. That's bad. You know? And so you need to understand the signs in your business when it's going through certain seasons. Uh, that has taken me time and still probably a lot more time to, to figure out how that works. Um, but part of it. Understanding your business better, you know? I like it. I like it a lot. All right, what about, um, we got time for another question? Yeah, shoot me, what, we still, we had how many on the Facebook post? We had several, but I pulled, uh, well, I mean, just from different areas, we've gotten questions, not all from Facebook, but I've, uh, I just pulled a couple out. Here, here is, um, if we got time for one more, here, here's one I got. How do I know I'm on the right path for success? I'm not sure I'm in the right place. I mean, I think the first question is like, I mean, we don't know this specific person right. or their exact situation. You and I can both feel that way today. Mm -hmm. All right. Somebody listening can feel that way. A hundred people that are listening can feel that way. But each situation would be a little different. I mean, first off, you can't just sit around just trying to figure out if it if you're in the right place or not. Mm -hmm. Like, there still has to be action behind it. You may feel lost, but there's still got to be some action behind it. Um, let me rephrase that. Not action. There needs to be a plan behind it. 
I'll never forget, my dad has told me this several times because I'll start getting a little lost, getting in the weeds on something. You know, maybe I'm talking to my dad and, you know, he can tell I'm a little stressed about something going on with my company or whatever. And he said, I, we grew up deer hunting, all right? And um, we hunted the same piece of land for like 20-something years. Right. My dad said, I was going to the stand I'd always gone to. You know, it's pitch black dark. It's like 5 a.m., all right? And he said, I've been to it a hundred times. Well, I'm walking in one morning, and some reason, I just turn and I look, and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. It's just not there. And I look around, and I can't figure out where I'm going. So he said, you know what I did? He said, I backed up a little bit and, and retraced my steps to the last spot that I knew was right. And then I just stopped and waited, and I let a little daylight come in. Because daylight finally would get there. Just waited a little while. Daylight came in. I could see where I went wrong, and I was able to go continue on my path. So it was really cool to me. Like, hey, you know, sometimes you have to. Part of the plan is to wait a moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in. Um, you know, I, I've used this several times. If I'm stuck on a decision, I'll flip open the calendar, and I circle a day. I say, all right, I'm not going to dwell on this. Till this day, a week, a month, depending on how big of a problem it is. Six months, like I think if it's a completely entire career change and you've been in that business for years, like you need to put some time into it. Maybe you're just in a slump. Maybe you're in a season, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll circle that day and I'm like, by this time, I'm making a decision. Right. And things will clear out. You know, emotions play a lot into it. Yeah. You got to let things clear. So, um, the double-edged sword of this is, to me, is being hope can be dangerous. I've said this in other podcasts. Hope can be dangerous. Don't sit around just hopeful on things you can control. If you can control it, don't just sit there and hope. It's not wrong to have hope, but don't let just sitting there and being hopeful determine your future. Like If you're in a spot and you're not making the money... Or, you know, you can't keep the lights on because you opened a business and you're not churning any money or any income because you're not working with any clients. Yeah, be hopeful that it changes. But also get your ass up and make some changes. Yeah. Cause a little friction. You're in friction unless you push things around. And, and, and you're right because if you're, not, if you're not going out and you're not doing the things that need to be done, you can't say, oh, well, this didn't work. Well, look at your actions. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, look at where you want to be. And if it's a career change, then make the move. I mean, my biggest thing, you're very much of a thinker. You're very much of a planner. I'm on the other end. I'm just, I just like to do things. I plan later, and then I do now, right? And it's gotten me I'm, – I'm the type of person that I have to run through a few walls before I figure things out, which is not the best case. And I'm not saying don't – I'm not saying be like that. I'm just saying sometimes it just takes a little bit of action versus the prep because a lot of people can get stuck in that prep. And I'm always like, you know what? If I do it and it doesn't work out, I can I can fall back. If I don't do it right now and I plan and then I don't ever get to it, then I don't do it. But then again, you know, that that goes hand in hand on, on who you are. But I, like I agree. I said, like, but see, that wouldn't – I mean, there's cases where I have to do that, but mm-hmm. that would not work for me like it works for you. Right. Just like you having to sit around and maybe complete out a plan – <clears throat> a lot of times, I'll tell you, man, the plan just confirms what my gut's already feeling. Right. You know, I, I as the further I go along in business, 
and I have so much to learn, so far to go, right. all right? And I want to stay true to that. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting better at trusting my instincts. Um, and the plan a lot of times confirms what my instinct was telling me on something. But I, I still need that. I need that confirmation. Does it make me slower to get stuff out? Yeah. Could it hurt me in the situation? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, mine hurts me a lot, probably a lot more than you get hurt. Uh, but I will say that in the sense of things, you know, bringing on that ISA, I was like, you know what? That's something that I need I need to implement something, so I'm just going to do it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but you know who you are, mm-hmm. and I like that. I mean, you're like, hey, if I don't do this now, yeah, there, there's going to be some places where it's going to burn the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because I make a plan doesn't mean I'm not going to get burned. Yeah. So, but you make that, you just like, all right, I got to make the decision right now. It's like when you wake up, man, I got to get out of bed right now or I'm, my ass is not getting up. Right. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, same, right. same thing. So, look, I applaud the fact that you're ballsy enough. Just say, okay, here, this is the time. If I don't do something right this second, I won't. And you get up and you do it. Like, right. I. Props to you, man. No, props to you for planning. Mm-hmm. Only re- for the reason of like when it comes to like finances and it comes to um, things that actually need plans, I suck at it, right? And that's because I'm so head spent on like you know what I need to if if I don't do this marketing right now, I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and just do it. And then it may cost me seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. And then I'm like, damn, I probably shouldn't have spent that because now I need that to pay payroll to mm-hmm. this, this, and this. Yeah. But, you know, then again, I'm like, you know what? Well, now I have an $800 hole. I got to fill it. Let's go. But that's... If you know how to react to it, here's the one thing I will say. <clears throat> Planning allows me to continue to work on my vision. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the most important piece in my mind is continuing to work on my vision, especially as more people come under you, to allow you to pass that vision on. Like, at the end of the day, why are we doing it? What's the vision? What's the goal? Right. And you don't want it to always be just to come in and react. Right. You know? People don't follow to a certain extent coming in and reacting. You know? Can I drop something real quick? Yeah. You ever play tic-tac-toe and the first person who goes is always typically the one who wins? Have you noticed that? Yeah. That's right. And the person who plays defense is always mm-hmm. trying to catch up? Yeah. So you're saying that, that, that goes back to your strategy. You know Take what? an action first. I'm, I'm going to say this. My strategy is now the tic-tac-toe strategy. Gotcha. It may not work all the time, but probably 8 out of 10 I'm going to win. Just remember, I don't know about the X's, but the O's end up with commas on them for money. (laughs) So, you know, uh, hey, look, some of the best things I've learned, though, is where I, uh, it's cost me money. The best lessons. So Um, going back to the question really quick, mm -hmm. and that is to cut you off, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're getting down a rabbit hole. Yeah, should we read the question one more time? Oh, let me grab it. Talk about being prepared. How do I know I'm on the right path for path for success? I'm not sure I'm in the right place. Let's break that into two, mm-hmm. really quick. Just like a quick boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. If you don't know you're in the right place, look back at your goals. Right, like very where you good said. Point. Very good point. Look back at your goals. Are you doing the things that you thought you would be doing a year ago? If that's a no, reevaluate. Say, okay, am I happy? Did he say he didn't know if he was happy or not? Didn't didn't get. He just said, which I would assume probably not. They're not feeling happy. Yeah, if you're not happy, 
change some shit up. Yeah. Number one, if if you're in the business of selling hogs to farmers, but you don't like hogs and you don't like farmers, you're not in the right business. So I know I love your analogies. (laughs) That's 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 part of my head, man. Um, So yeah, I just want to put a bow on that and. Mm -hmm. And if he says he's not, I, in the I right like place. that. But yeah, you need to determine your own level of success. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a this is an offshoot from that. But you need to determine success. I posted this yesterday on Instagram. Uh, success and happiness are determined by you. Yes. Like you can understand, we live in an age where you can see everything going on in everyone's life. It's always like they're competing. I love to compete. But I, I will tell you, I don't go home and go to sleep at night and base my relationship or my belongings compared to someone else. That makes you unhappy. Don't do that. It's, it, determine your happiness, what you consider success, mm-hmm. and work towards that. And if you're content, screw everybody else. Sure. It doesn't matter. Like That's what matters. We're going to go into a three-question rapid-fire and I'm talking three seconds or less. You ready? Oh, this, this is just for me. All right. Yeah, you can shoot it back at me. That's fine. Okay. Number one, do you have any phobias? Uh, yeah, I really don't like spiders, man. I struggle with them. Okay. Superpower. If you could have one, what would it be? I don't know. Flying's pretty freaking cool. Flying? Really? Yeah. Okay. Last and final one. If you could shoot out any kind of liquid out of your index finger, <laughs> what would it be? What the... I don't know, cold beer, <laughs> maybe. Cold beer. Yeah, that would be kind of pretty cool. All right, so uh, back at you. Phobias, sharks. Mm. I hate sharks. Mm. All right, next one. Uh, Superpower. One? Superpower. Ooh, tough. I like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like speed. I think I would want to run fast, mm. super fast. Running fast, super right. fast. And then uh, <laughs> the strangest question ever, what liquid would you shoot out of your finger? <laughs> what did you even come up with that? I didn't even think about that. All right. Um, All right, so what's your liquid? Oh, damn it. Oil. Oil. <laughs> Oil. Because... Would you, you, you plan to buy a quick loop? I'm going to give it to you really quick. Mm. Oil from the ground is where I'm taking that. Mm. So that it's like crude oil, yes. So you're gonna be like Beverly Hillbillies, sure. Yeah. But coming out of my finger, good deal. Okay. If you want to follow us, you can follow me, Addison, the real estate guy at Instagram. What about you? Uh, Instagram JD Chapman eight four, and on Facebook we have the Facebook page Running and Going. Mm. Uh, it is the Daily Grinders, and until next week. Adios.